For far too long, injury lawyers have cared way too much about money and boosting their egos, and not enough about the people they serve. That stops now. Welcome to the Mutrux Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast, where trial lawyer Tyson Mutrux cuts through the BS and gives you practical takeaways to get you back on your feet, settle your case, and get on with your life. No fluff, no ego. And now, here's your host, Tyson Mutrux. And it's actually easier than you might think, um, but you do have to have a valid reason. And so now I want to get to the final reason or the final difference between uh, a settlement or a case involving a minor and one involving an adult. And that's that usually most parents need to sign off on it. They need to approve. And if they don't, it needs to be made. The decisions need to be made by the the parent with that decision-making authority. So if you've gone through a divorce or you've got some sort of um, custody agreement where one person is making the decisions, then we need to know about that because we need to get that person to sign off on it. Because sometimes what will happen is is that the client without that that power calls us, wants to have a case for their, their child, and we can't do it because they don't have that authority to do it. So we need to know that up front so we can get that that permission or get them to sign off on it. Another scenario that might come up is where one of the parents is not in the child's life. And so that's one thing where we're going to need to know so that we we will have you sign off on an affidavit saying that the person's not in their life. Uh, and so we can present that to the court so the court knows, hey, there's been no contact for years, if, if ever. And so the, the judge needs to know about that. Now, if this is a case involving a death, and this is something that I, I want to address now, but I'll also address it in another another episode because this is a, a bigger topic. But if it's a case involving a death, the the parents, the siblings, um, they have a legal right to recover a portion of whatever the settlement may be. And so the, the that absentee parent is a very significant factor because we'll need to give them notice, even if they do... Um, have had nothing to do with the child the entire life uh, in, uh, in the child's life prior to death. We'll need to know that because we'll need to give them notice by law. Otherwise, we can't have the hearing. And so that's that's a significant part of it. But um, again, I'll go into more detail in another episode on that so you, so you understand. All right. So that's all I have for you for this episode. Uh, feel free to reach out to us via the show notes. Send us a message and we, we can uh, answer any questions that you may have. Also, feel free to give us a call, 888-550-4026. You can also check us out at TysonMutrix.com on our social media page, or feel free to check out our YouTube channel, Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers. Make it a great day. We're here for you. We'll see you. Welcome back to the Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers podcast. I'm Tyson Mutrix. I'm your host and the owner of Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers. And today we are going to talk about how are cases involving minors different than cases involving adults? Well, for starters, you as the parent, so if you are listening to this and you're the parent, um, you're going to be making all of the decisions for that minor. That's one of the biggest things is that when it's an adult, that person's making the decisions, but when it's a minor, uh, it's it's the parent making the decisions and not the actual client. That's the other part of this is that who's the client? Even though you're making the decisions 
from the from the attorney's perspective, the client is actually the minor. Okay, and that's that's a, a, an important distinction when it comes to to court approval of the settlement, which leads to the next part of this. Um, and with a minor settlement, the majority of the of the cases involving minors, even if they are for a very small amount, uh, will require court approval. Okay, so we will actually have to come to a, a, a agreement in terms, you know, so we'll come to the terms of the agreement with the at-fault party or their insurance company. And then once we have that, we will then go in front of a judge and we'll have a hearing and you as the parent or the guardian, if, if you're the guardian, will be on the stand, we'll ask you questions about it, make sure you're okay with it. And then the judge will make sure that it is, it's okay. And the reason why that it's just that next, it's just an additional layer of protection for the minor. It's a very similar, uh, very simple process, uh, fairly quick. The hearing typically lasts less than 10 minutes, but it's a way for just another check in the process to make sure that that minor is protected. Something that's also pretty different um, when, it, uh, when it's a case that's involving a minor and part of the reason why having court approval is important is a lot of times what we'll do is in these types of cases is, is we'll put the funds into an annuity or some sort of financial product that grows interest because a lot of times the minor is you know less than 10 years old and we'll put it into some sort of interest-bearing account of what, whatever financial product you choose that's approved by the court where it will actually grow in interest and make more money so that whenever the minor is is 18 or older then they can have access to it and it's a it's a greater amount it's not just sitting in an account not growing interest and it's, it's and so it's it's a huge benefit and it can actually if the, if the child is is very very young it can lead to um, quite quite a return on the investment um, if you so think about it like an investment not really a cost um, one of the consequences of that though is that the the money's locked away if you put it into a financial product like that there is no getting access to it. And, uh, and, and uh, there are ways of accessing the funds otherwise. Now, and I want to get to that too. But when it comes to an annuity, you're locking that money away until into some future date that you've chosen. So one of the big dates is 18 so that the child can use it to buy a vehicle um, or to um, go to college. Um, sometimes people choose you know, 22 or 25 the the highest one I've ever seen is age thirty because judges don't like to really go out that far. Uh, it's it's hard to get approval for those, but I have seen it where the the mom wanted to, a certain portion to come out at eighteen, and then another portion to come out at twenty five, and then another portion to come out at thirty. Um, another some other ways we do is we'll we'll have them come out on a yearly basis, um, but if we don't have those scheduled, the the money's locked away. And so let's say that you don't choose an annuity. Let's say you do choose, because let's say the minor is you know, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and you don't want to lock it away for that long, you can put it into a structured account um, and it's uh, it's locked away. Uh, not, not, I'm sorry, not structured account, a restricted account. So it's a restricted account, meaning that the only way you can pull funds out of the out of it is by getting court approval. And so that's how you access the money. What you actually do is you have to file a motion with the court, go to the judge, tell the reason why you want that money out, and then request it, and then the judge will sign off on it, or they'll decline your request. So that's the other way 
of accessing those funds. Thank you for listening to the Mutrux Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast, a production of Mutrux Firm, LLC. We offer a free 30-minute strategy session to discuss your personal injury case. You can ask us anything free of charge. Call 888-550-4026 to schedule your call or use the link in the show notes. If you're trying to handle your personal injury case on your own and running into issues with the insurance adjuster or not getting the treatment you need, try these three things. One, don't give a recorded statement. Two, ask your doctors to do your treatment on a lien. And three, don't negotiate with the adjuster prior to getting all of the treatment you need. Check out our YouTube channel for more helpful tips where we have hundreds of how-to and explainer videos or go to TysonMutrucks.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.